Come closer. Come on. Get 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 comfortable. Get personal with the microphone. Hello and welcome to my show where I talk about my other show. <laughs> yeah, what's your name? Yeah, is that your favorite name? Oh, my favorite name, mm-hmm. like that I own. Yeah, do you own your name? Of course. Like, okay, cool. I mean, well, okay, that's technically not because, like, if other people, other people like have the same name, mm-hmm. do we share ownership of the name? There we go. Like, it's a tricky you know? question. Yeah, it is. But yes, I do own my name. Okay. Um, no, I think Imwetinya is my favorite name. Mm, what about it? It's just harder to pronounce. And that's that's what makes that's what makes, <laughs> that's what makes it my favorite name. Savage. It's also long, you know. Like it's. Mm. Oh, and also I guess the meaning. The meaning. Yeah. It's wonderful. What's the meaning? Um, I think it's light of God. Lights of God. Yeah. Is that I why you try to be such a light? Try. Wow. Wow. Um, okay, so this other show that we're talking about, this is <laughs> it's funny. Um, this is uncomfortable conversation, um, and I was I, I really excited for this. I was I was excited for this because um, I really like for me and I, I enjoy his approach towards these kind of things, um, and and me as well to to talking about you know black culture and how. It shows up in popular culture and also the uh the accountability piece right mm-hmm. like what are we actually doing to combat all of these things that we say are problems you mm-hmm. know so those two things combined this felt like a really great like opportunity to you know do something i don't like sitting on my hands you know as you know um so yeah i was really really excited for this and we've put like a couple of weeks months work whatever into um into designing the conversation, curating the conversation, I should say. Do you design conversations? What do you, you curate? You curate them, huh? Yeah. Um, and and then yeah, like you know, we've been kind of intentional about how we want it to turn out, and then it turns out that you really can't predict what niggas will say. Mm. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so yeah, so today, what are we doing? We're gonna we we've played you the episode already. Right? Yeah. Um, we've played you some of the episodes, uh, and we're gonna talk about the first one called safe spaces mm-hmm. so we played it to you you kind of liked it you, you really enjoyed it actually, I did. actually no, let's let you talk about it this is why, <laughs> this is why you're here liked it. <laughs> um, did, did you like it yeah i did i thought it was really really good like i'm a big fan of fumis as well i think um yeah fun club <laughs> i think that he's very um heightened heightened yeah like hmm. in terms of like emotional intelligence and just like how he thinks and how he approaches things, I think he's very aware, but not aware in the sense of like just holding information. I think he's he's aware and then like putting the information to work, like on himself, like the way he carries himself and the way he like converses mm-hmm. with like other guys, um, and I'm guessing girls, but like through social media, yeah, um, his presence is very healing. Hmm. Which Healing. yes, which is which is interesting because like usually we don't really tag. Oh, okay, I guess Jesus, but like healing our men, like it just doesn't really. You went from to Jesus. <laughs> 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 oh my god! 
compliment, no, 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 man. I said Jesus because I was like, I was thinking, I was like, we don't really like um um put two and two together when we're using like the word healing or the term healing. Mm. It's not really like associated with men, you know? <laughs> no. So that's why I said Jesus because I was like, no, 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 no. I was just like, for I me, oh, it. Jesus. <laughs> you know, Jesus is like healing. But like in terms of that space, I don't really see men like in like in conjunction with that word mm. right but like i like when fumi speaks like i, I feel that from how he interacts right Amazing. i feel it because he also is a self-thinker mm. like a lot of guys and i might be wrong this is a female female perspective do you think it's also it's very like it's um herd mentality mm. so it's like blind following blind following blind right mm. um and the misogyny is deeply rooted so even if you have a um a singular thought that does not like does not align with misogyny or society or societal standards mm. right you're afraid to speak those thoughts because of how you'd be looked at by your boys mm. right um and, and i think it's extremely i think it's extremely br- not brave but i think it's extremely courageous yeah yeah your brave courage is it's it's along that line yeah Yeah. Yeah. i think it's extremely that um for a guy to have an individual thought and be able to express those thoughts Mm. regardless of what other guys might think absolutely right um and i think he does a good job of that i mean there are other guys who do it but since it's swimming that we're talking about yeah he does no and i i agree like so one of the things that i was pleasantly surprised by Pleasantly surprised is not the best way to phrase that. My guy, if you're listening, I'm sorry. But something I was really pleased to like, oh, yes, thank God, is that he's an excellent host for the show. Mm. He does really, really well in picking up on things like you had mentioned. Mm. Um, And obviously, he won't pick up on certain things that like women would. Mm -hmm. But again, this is about guys having conversations with guys, Mm -hmm. right? And I think he does that excellently. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah, that that was super dope. Do you want to dive into the first one? Oh, oh, no, no, no. Before we do that, <laughs> funny enough, a couple years ago, I reached out to Fumi when oh, I was still doing... time? Okay, let's go. <laughs> I reached out to Fumi because when I used, when I did, um, I hosted a lot of, like, wellness um, sessions for, like, women, right? Um, and I reached out to Fumi about doing one with guys because I was like, there's a problem here, yeah. right? And I remember he was like, he doesn't think that it would work with men. Interesting. Um just because of how men approach this topic of wellness right and then even diving into wellness where diving into your mind and like your thoughts right your thought processes and things that work and don't work and that's not really a narrative that guys want to like Mm. go into and i remember him saying that he was like oh you know what he doesn't think that that's the that's the route that um should be taken um so it's just interesting now that like you guys are having this i mean it's not if it's not the same yeah but it's growth i I think what that probably speaks to is one like the world has shifted let's be real right like the the world has kind of like moved accelerated quickly right Mm -hmm. and rightly so (laughs) you know um and i think we're just at a point where you know more guys are willing to have the conversation and it's another thing that we've experienced while we've been working on this is you know guys reaching out to us and be like hey you know we want to be a part of this some guys have said no like keep me away (laughs) keep me away um but at the end of the day like you know i think one i applaud the consistency for him like if back then he was open to the conversation and then aware enough that you know what i'm not sure the world is ready for this and you know being consistent uh, to the point that we are in 2020 
I got your back, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> All I'm saying is, shy, you could have been the same conversation for me, but you know, whatever. Where are we starting? Where are we starting? Um, I think the first thing that um, caught my attention was, I, I guess, the intro to the episode okay. where um, the guys were discussing making. Um, all women feel safe, right? Mm. And there was that um, little gap that Fumi rightfully detected where it was like, oh, um, when men generally speak on, oh, the women that they are trying to feel, they are trying to make uh, or create a safe space for, it's family members, mm. right? Um, sometimes it's friends, maybe like really close female friends. Um, and these are female friends that have dated from like when you were six years old or yeah. something like like um in that aspect that you essentially see as family basically Ew. right again it's just tying that to like the sister mm-hmm. narrative right and then i think um the guest was like um cousin sister Listed something yeah. yeah it was all family members and for me it was like wait but like does it always have to be like family like how do you create safe spaces for the people that are not family mm-hmm. right i think that's it's a very interesting question to ask because people don't think about it. Mm. It's like if it doesn't affect you directly, then it doesn't it's not happening. It's yeah. not real, right? And I guess that's the exact same thoughts with like white people and racism. Yeah. Right? It's a very very weird thing to kind of bring to someone's awareness mm. where it's like you just showed all of this compassion and empathy but on this random conditional basis that they must be either known to you or related to you. And like I think it, you made the race comparison just now. And earlier this year, when like all the race stuff was hot, and Fumi kind of talked about it going into the thing, right? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like, you know, George Brown died mm-hmm. and then uh, George Floyd died. Wow. Um, and then, you know, we had the thing with Tony Salah uh, mm-hmm. after, right? So it was all very race and then mm-hmm. gender, mm-hmm. you know, uh, race and gender, mm-hmm. right? Um, and for me, the one question I found asking myself after the de- death of George Floyd was, do you see my humanity? Mm. And I think when we talk about this whole family thing, sister, cousin, mm. mother, it's like, unless a woman is not directly related to you, with us, somehow there's this weird thing where you just don't see their humanity. Mm-hmm. You're just right so that compassion that empathy all of that you just don't extend yeah um I, yeah it's it's a real it's a real challenge and it was just like it's been very obvious in like all the conversations we've had too it's come up so yeah so are we starting with that or you just kind of went no to I, yeah i think we're starting with that because i mean that's the most important thing right so if like i'm if i'm not related to you that i think that's the question mm-hmm. in my mind like when i was listening to that it's like so if i'm not related to you so i am just like good for the wolves to eat like you mm-hmm. know like if let's say um okay no so because i'm not family or i'm not it's not that, that wasn't really extended to girlfriend Yay! you know so there's also like that layer too like it's it, and it's sad because it's like oh because you know girlfriend can change but your mom was always gonna be your mom but your mom was your dad's girlfriend at one point wasn't she yeah but then that's your dad's problem <laughs> joke, 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 joke. No, no, but but I, I see I see your point. I guess and like and and um the guest on this particular episode did this quite often where he would like try and say, okay, but how are we what's the solution? Um or how are we moving on from that particular mm-hmm. topic? Or like, you know, whatever it is. But um it's that's what you've highlighted is key. 
we just need to train ourselves better right to be like your default and again safe spaces right default whenever a human being enters your space black white woman man they i don't know if i did that well enough but yeah, you know, I yeah. Tried. um whatever the situation is aim for like are you comfortable yeah yeah aim for that you yeah. know um i think i think that was kind of like the main premise yeah well especially because there was a point where the guest was like life is extremely hard um and i think he alluded to the idea of not complicating things or mm, making things you simple. don't want to be that person yeah, yeah. but then like you consist consistently are that person me no no okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, you consistently are that person making someone else's life hard when you know life is already hard. Mm. You know, so if you want to simplify it for yourself, I oh, know, no, I think the exact thing he said was like, "Do I want to do unto others what I would want done to me?" Yeah. Right. So you would want to feel safe. You would want to feel like your voice matters. You want to feel like you're not a piece of meat. You want to feel like um, when someone is approaching, they're approaching you respect. You want to feel like, especially if I don't know you, like I will treat you with the bare minimum of respect. So like if I don't know you, I will not holler at you or I will not make you feel uncomfortable on the streets. Mm -hmm. Right. Or if you're walking or whatever the case might be. Right. Like I will respect your human boundaries, whatever that is, the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. Right. You would want that. But then you will not pay that same respect to someone else. Mm -hmm. But then you want life. You want to treat life how you want to be treated. So do you really want to treat life how you want to be treated? Or is the underlying psychology that you technically do not want to be treated well if you're treating other people with disrespect in that regard? Do you get what I'm saying? I do get what you're saying. Um, wow. I didn't expect, I really did not expect you to go there. Is the underlying psych psychology that like default you don't want good treatment, so therefore you're not giving out good treatment? But, yes, I mean, that, hinder, that um, hinges on the idea mm -hmm. that i want to treat other people how i would want to be treated okay you get what i'm saying i get i i i, I get what you're saying i i think that i think that it, it may just be like a lack of uh awareness of really what's happening right and i say that to mean that if you talk to a guy right like he doesn't he's not aware often this doesn't excuse the behavior, but it might just be like if we're talking about the underlying psychology, he may not be aware that he's not creating a safe space, right? So one thing I mentioned on that episode is that like a man walks in and a man is comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like default, you assume that because you're comfortable, like you know what I mean? So because you're comfortable, why didn't you say what you were feeling? I was comfortable enough to say what I'm feeling, but there are these like seven layers of social dynamics that are occurring and that's why you are not saying what you're not comfortable, right? So I think what we're trying to do now in this day and age is like peel back the layers for certain guys. Like, hey, man, you know, this person may have had an experience before that means that like in this kind of setting, mm -hmm. you know, they're not so comfortable. Or if there's six guys in this work meeting mm -hmm. and one woman walks in, mm -hmm. maybe recognize that like that may not be the most comfortable mm -hmm. workspace, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think we're just right now doing a lot of... Um, a lot of work in that regard but mm. I, I mean like the self-hate psychology shit is a trip though i mean i i don't know i think we should still like dive into that part because like let's if you really really think about it right like if 
genuinely, if we go by that phrase, mm-hmm. I would treat other people how I would want to be treated. Like it's, I mean, it's something that we throw around, and he's. I think the um, guest said that it was a cliche. Mm-hmm. So it's something that we throw around all the time, yeah. right? But like to really like believe that, mm-hmm. right? And to really like live that out is a different ballgame entirely, mm-hmm. because then you are intentionally treating people how you want to be treated. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. like, so you can clearly identify when you treat someone else in a way that is not favorable to you in terms of like if someone else treated me that way, mm-hmm. right? And again, that's where the intentionality comes in because you're consistently thinking about it. You're consistently... Well, you need to be. You have yeah, to be. Yeah. Like, you're consistently replaying that. Okay, I've done this. That accountability, mm. right? I've done this. Yeah. Would if, if it was me in that in, in those that person's mm-hmm. shoes. I think um, when we talked about, like, empathy. Mm-hmm. I think, was it empathy you talked about? Yeah, empathy and sympathy versus yeah. AI versus... Yeah. yeah, and, like, really listening and understanding. So I think that phrase that we all carelessly throw um, around, myself included, mm-hmm. right? I think we do not know the gravity of the words that we sure. speak yeah. when we say that. I, agree. I think it just sounds sweet yeah. to say. Oh, and I mean, that's why they're cliches, right? That yeah. is true. And then it just like, again, for that affirms, I'm the good person. Mm. Like, you know, I am a good person because I would never do this to yeah. you. And I'm also like victim of that play too. It's yeah. like, yeah. Interesting. Keep talking. Bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like victim of like, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. I would never do this. I would never, whatever, whatever the case might be. But most likely I will mm-hmm. in that sense, right? So again, not to any fault of like the um, speak, uh, the guest, mm-hmm. but like just like putting out there that I think that phrase, especially in the context that we're speaking um, of it, mm-hmm. should not be used at all. <laughs> especially because we don't know. Keep going. We don't know. Um, we don't truly understand the meaning and we don't have the capacity to live up to the meaning as of yet. I mean, let me speak for myself. As of yet. What's your second topic? What's the second part? Um, Second part is fear as a motivation. Interesting. This I I thoroughly um, enjoyed when they were speaking about it. Um, I think the guest did bring this up. I think he was like the pusher for this ideology um no, i mean let's mean? listen to it because I, I, I we could either listen to it or we can try and hash it out but um fear is the motivator i think fumi had brought up the question like um well let's listen to it i know you might feel uncomfortable by me asking this but i want to check something you said um yeah so when in this situation where you're asking a bit for consent is the motivation because you respect her consent and her rights to want to do this? Or is it the fear of something happening afterwards if it doesn't like go according to the way that you thought it was going? I, I get what you're saying. My question is, is there really a difference? Yeah. There is. You said there's a difference? Yeah. Because, difference. I mean, if I'm trying to protect myself, that was that was it. Does it change you? I feel like it changes Definitely you. Yeah? Changes. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's important to hear uh, the thing again. <laughs> right, right. You see. Yeah. So, so the the I mean, the fear thing is still important. Though. So, what was your initial? 
thought and what do you think now um so i was like okay fear can be like not for me personally um but fear can be for me fear is crippling it doesn't much motivate me to do much um but like um for people fear can be like a motivator right to do the right thing um i guess like until they grasp that doing the right thing is way bigger than mm. being controlled by fear or being um or like it revolving around them doing the right thing involves doing right by other people it involves way more um mm. than just yourself right um so that's where like my mind was before but then in this particular context um there is a difference yeah, sure. There's a clear difference yeah. Yeah. Um, if it's respect for the other person or if it's fear. Um, and I get it. Like, fear can only take you so far in doing the right thing, yeah. especially in this particular scenario. Because now you're afraid that, okay, it, there are a lot of things too, I think, components that factor into whether the fear is even strong enough <laughs> to keep you from doing the thing. Because it's like, hmm, mm. what type of person is this babe? Does she talk too much? Is she like super present on social media like her character too and then at that point i think it's then the fear breeds manipulation in my mind yeah. because now you're like trying to like analyze the person to see if you can get away with it right so if the fear does not trump like what the negative outcome would be then you still go ahead with it yeah. right but then you just in your mind after you have done your self-research within like that's that's particular space you're like okay this person this person might probably never talk or they don't have like the personality right to expose so is this like the thought process you would go through or you're just familiar like if you had conversations that um i think or you just feel this is the calculus considering i just feel what you like just said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah i feel yeah. like this is it because like it's like again like fear can only hinder you from doing so much mm. at a point in time what if you're not stop being afraid yeah, I know. I I think that is. I think many men get to that point. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, he was very, he was very, he was very, very right in saying that there there is a difference, and to be able to highlight that in the conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, because I think too many of us are really comfortable with the with the other side of of it, right? Being like, yo, you know what? I don't want my name on, on yeah. social media, so I'm just going to play by the rules. Yeah. Whatever the rules are. So uh so now before I even touch your shoulder I have to ask you. Yeah. You know, whatever. Like yeah. that kind of mindset. And really that shouldn't be the mindset. Yeah. Right? Um it, we had framed it as motivation. Is the motivation you know, fear or something else? I I, I kinda like to think about it as mindset. Mm. Right? For sure I didn't always have that mindset mm -hmm. of like this is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Um, and this is the effect it's having, right? Yeah. So when you change your mindset about it, um, then everything else becomes almost second nature yeah. because you're in the mindset to behave that way, yeah. you know? So for sure. And yeah. like, again, Fumi did an excellent job of picking that up. Yeah, he did. Um, I think it also becomes gimmicky too when it's like the fear thing because it's like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you know? It's like you show just a very just surface level understanding of what really was happening yeah yeah and then when again when that departs like what mm. happens mm. right like it's like the moral compass isn't present almost like there's no greater thing mm. that is leading you to make your decisions yeah it is this like bare minimum feeling emotion which is why i consider fear anyways right that's guiding you yeah. and it's not enough it's not gonna be sustainable it's at all and I, yeah like when you the thing you said earlier about um doing right by the other person i think is probably the key thing here 
Um, and it connects to one of the themes we cover on uncomfortable conversations later, um, which is uh, the the just inherent selfishness in which like mm. men are raised. Mm. But that should be interesting. Mm. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. What's your third point? Um. Okay, so vulnerability and openness as tools to create safe spaces. Ooh. Um. When Fumi was discussing that, right, and he did point out in like a relationship or in, yeah, I think it was in a relation relational setting where it's like um, the female, because women again are known to like be more open, expressive, right, while men are not. Um, when like the one person keeps on like talking and communicating mm. and opening up, and then the other party is like very silent or stoic about yeah. opening up, right. Um, after a while the woman just stops yeah. right um and when he said that when i like listened to that i was just like you are in my mind because yeah. like that is so true and uh brene brown her whole thing Legend. idea of like vulnerability building trust mm-hmm. literally that is the only way yeah. like expressing yourself especially as a man it's so key and i know that there's the stigma with like men being emotional or like opening up or like being vulnerable and how that's like a weaker man mm-hmm. but it takes a lot of strength to be able to open up yeah. right i think that's the one thing i think that's the one reason why a lot of men don't do it because and i mean in general men are not as strong as women are mm. emotionally i would even say physically because i mean men are not pushing out babies okay that's super near-death experience people even die doing that right i was was honestly about to clap back so hard and then you went straight to childbirth so because childbirth is always is always key honestly that's fine it's the trump card and you played it right away it really 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 does work okay um but like it it takes a lot of strength Mm -hmm. especially because you don't know how the other person is going to react right like you're laying something out on the table that might skew the other person's view of you Mm. Right, but it takes a lot of strength to not care, yeah, or to be like, I trust this person enough. Now, whatever the other person does is on them, and I think a lot of men don't even get that as yeah. well too. Like the whole, how you react is not really on me; that's on you. Like mm-hmm. me telling you this, that says a lot about me. But you reacting negatively to what I'm telling you, mm-hmm. that's on you. That's not on me. And I think the sense of like rejection, as even human beings in general, it's a it's a feeling that we don't want to ever get used to. No. At all, no. right? It's not a great feeling, but yeah, I mean, you're 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 right about the the misunderstanding of what vulnerability actually gives you mm-hmm. and what it actually introduces into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure, I have been there. For sure, like I mean, Fumi, I said like emotions used to bounce off him. I wouldn't say emotions would bounce off me. Like I'm a very emotional person, but just the idea of you know sitting down and expressing my emotions to somebody. It's just not something I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would rather not. <laughs> yeah, how about we don't? Um, but yeah, I mean, since learning more, like, I mean, Brene Brown is just genius in teaching vulnerability, right? Um, yeah, just in, lear- in learning from that and in, again, through uncomfortable conversations like this. Yes, that's right. Subscribe to the podcast. Wow. Um yeah, and through uncomfortable conversations, just learning that, you know, it is almost a superpower, right? It yeah. is the bridge to connection, right? Like, yeah. it, it, it's exactly what we're looking for um, yeah. as people, as humans. Exactly what women have been begging us for for time. Jesus. Um, but we'll get there slowly but surely, baby. We always come through. We always come through. Uh, um, 
by we i really just mean me oh, i can't okay. speak for any <laughs> other just, man yes, just myself <laughs> <laughs> but i think like fumi's to fumi's point like um that's a that's a that's a very strong i think that is one of the strongest but like very underrated tool to use right because like once you show that not only are you willing to listen but you're willing to share mm-hmm. um especially to the women around you it's safer for them to come to you with information like oh like this thing happened to me like i can trust that mm. you will give me feedback that you also believe mm. you know mm. like that, that you, you also, also believe. believe yeah like you're not just like oh like even linking that to like the beginning of the um episode where um the guest was like um his friend approached him with something right and he just it was a script that he mm. read until he caught himself and yeah like, yeah interesting right so that's something that you also believe something that you you've thought about mm. you've like marinated and you're like you know yeah this is this is quality advice that i'm giving you um and i think that's very hard to accomplish Without. when yeah when you are also when you're giving surface level mm. to yourself yeah okay awesome okay thank you thank you for listening to the episode and then highlighting those points they're actually like good they're good um vulnerability is a major key in creating safe spaces um your mindset as a man right your mindset when you're interacting with women is key like are you thinking about what's good for them what is you know doing the right how did you phrase that you said doing right by them Mm -hmm. which i like that i don't know maybe it's my old-fashioned southern american you know doppelganger this this (laughs) feeling that way do right by me um yeah doing right by them i think is super key and then what was the first one that we talked about um what was the first oh um the oh the sibling the sibling thing oh like the the, The safe space yeah does it have to be really to you you know one thing that we haven't talked about no we've kind of just been general black sorry general like a man versus woman or man and woman right we really haven't talked about this deeply in the black context and i think what's funny funny what's been interesting to sort of observe about this process is that like initially we had gone in like you know we want to talk about black men's relationship with black women and it's kind of just defaulted in our language not in how we experience it but in our language it's kind of just defaulted to man and woman i think obviously because maybe how media is or whatever we've kind of just been thinking oh we've got to specifically have this black man versus black woman conversation but just because we're black people it ends up just being a conversation about how you treat the women in your life yeah um which is great i like that it's been refreshing especially because like again we are the lowest on the totem pole right um there's no one that hurts to hear every time man. i mean but it's true i know um and the one group that we ride for the hardest Mm. we don't necessarily get the same like support back Mm. right and like so we're all like we're fighting so much as like a race but like I'm fighting way more as a black woman. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the black man doesn't understand it, but then they understand racism. It's just it's wow. it's mentally crippling. Mm-hmm. Um and when I see tweets of like that's the last time I'm supporting a black man, um, in the in the lens of like Tori Lynn sh- shooting Megan, which mm-hmm. is confirmed by the way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and like women being like, that's the last time. Like, I'm not talk, talking about this. Because, like, guys in the same industry are not saying anything. Mm. You know? Actually, that's true. They're not saying yeah. anything. 
But then when it comes to like fickle shit, okay, not let me not say fickle because this is also someone's life. But like when like Offset cheated on Cardi B, mm. they were blowing up her phone, blowing up his phone, making posts about oh, just apologize or like you know she has to take him back, blah blah. blah. But like this, this nigga literally shot, shot somebody. somebody. And no one is saying anything. And now mm. we want to like keep our mouths closed because like snitches, are blah, blah, mm. blah. Like the, the little things that we create within the culture mm. to try and protect ourselves or protect um, the people that are, that most resemble us mm-hmm. is extremely detrimental to, to black, black women. women. Specifically. Specifically black yeah. women. Yeah. So I don't really, I, I have no like negative words to say to people or black women who are like i don't want to support black men no more because i i understand yeah me too you know me too okay um about the about the podcast uh or about the uncomfortable conversation uh what are your final thoughts can you give it to me in like one sentence about the episode specifically about the episode specifically um i thought it was extremely entertaining and informative also yeah i think that's it it was was, i think those two things are key for me anyways as a listener um i learned something i was exposed to something as well and it was it was it was enjoyable to listen to um yeah awesome okay thank you i appreciate you doing this this uh recap we gotta find a name for this i'm sure we will (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is cool it's nice to kind of like dissect the work and talk about it into our headphones it's fun okay good night everybody